I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. Today we're going to be talking about conflict of love languages. Yes, we mm. are indeed. We haven't talked about love languages lately. Time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yes. I think we have a couple, maybe two or three videos on love languages. I think so too. And uh, you might want to check out those videos. It's some pretty helpful stuff. It's a yeah. book by Gary Chapman. One of the best, I was just telling Craig, it's one of the best-selling books of all times. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for years. Yeah. <clears throat> nice, easy read, too. Nice, easy read. And like all profound things, it can be done simply. Yeah. So Margaret's got some research today. Yes, I do. All right. Because love language is very important to understand. Oh, yes, it is. That the way you love to be loved, or the way you love to be loved, is probably different than the way your partner or your ex likes to be loved. And if we misunderstand each other, it's a disaster, and that's where I'm going to start. Okay. Over the past few weeks, I have had several cases where the dissolution of the relationship seemed to occur because of a misunderstanding of each other's love languages. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are always other factors, you know, attachment styles, prior relationships, etc. But for the most part, you'll see when I read this case, all right? Here is the typical case. I consolidated them all into one, but they were so similar it was easy. Okay. The couple has been living together for several months. And things, at least on the surface, appear to be going well. All right? So sure, it sounds like a relatively new relationship. Yeah. You're just starting to get to know right. somebody. Yeah. And then disaster strikes. <laughs> the man in the relationship has a job, but has dreams of owning his own business. It can happen the other way around. It just happened that the cases I come across recently were men. But he has a, a dream to have his own business. Okay. He discusses this with his girlfriend and comes away feeling good that she understands and will give him the leeway and the time to start it up. Okay. Okay. Oh, that takes a lot of time and energy uh -huh. and that, you know, investment of all of that time and energy and not That's being able right. to give to the relationship. That's right. Often makes that connection dissolve. That's right. And then and one person feels upset because they're neglected, right? You, you anticipated the whole thing. <laughs> um, it takes, inevitably, um, the amount of time for the business takes more hours per week, however, than he had planned. Always. Yeah. And it requires him to be out of the house or at least in the garage or the basement, but not sitting with the girlfriend in the evening. Yep. Okay. It takes a toll. Yep. After a few weeks or months, the girlfriend begins to complain that she feels neglected and like he no longer has time or interest in her. Mm -hmm. He is very confused because he thought it was okay with her and felt that he was doing this to improve their financial situation over the long run. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's very confused. He doesn't know why she's so, so upset with him. Yep. Because right? in his mind, we're do I'm doing it for us, I'm yep. doing it for our future. That's exactly right. 
Kind of reminds me of the last season of The Office with Jim and Pam, where Jim goes off to Philadelphia to start his uh, business, a startup uh -huh. business, and then she's with the kids in Scranton. Oh. And so she's feeling neglected. I never watched that, but there it all is, yeah. right? And uh -huh. she's feeling neglected, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't call often enough. Yep. Okay. Let's review the five love languages. Okay. This is good to know. Yep. Pretty easy stuff, yep. but you'll probably be able to be, be able to figure out yours and your partner's mm -hmm. relatively easy. Number one, words of affirmation. Okay. okay. Um, people with this love language value verbal acknowledgments of affection, including frequent I love yous, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and often frequent written communication like texting during the day and mm -hmm. social media engagement. Okay, okay, so this means that... Craig, you're a wonderful coach. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like words of affirmation, that's going to make you feel loved or your partner feel loved. Okay, right? It's important to understand this. Yes. Um, the second one is quality time. Mm-hmm. People whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always ready to hang out. They particularly love when active listening, eye contact, and full presence are prioritized. Mm -hmm. um, now, there are a lot of men who are not all that comfortable with that. Yeah. Right? But um, actually, it turns out that most women's preferred love language is quality time. Okay. This love language is all about giving your undivided attention to that one special person. Without the distraction of television, phone screens, or any other outside interference. Now the phone screen part is really important because people will say, well I spent lots of quality time with my partner but I was playing video games the entire time. Mm -hmm. Now, see, your presence is required, too. You have to get rid of the phone. Yeah, right? and you can't decide if it's quality time. It needs to be the other person right. that interprets <laughs> it as quality time. Yes, I spend lots of quality time with you. And she says, oh, but you were on your phone the whole time. Yeah, so I was there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. People with this love language have a strong desire to actively spend time with their significant other having meaningful conversations, and sharing recreational activities. So mm -hmm. you can do stuff together, too. All right. Okay, what's All the right. next one? Number three, acts of service. Mm -hmm. If acts of service are your love language, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making a coffee for you in the morning, or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. You can see how old this is. There isn't a lot of dry cleaning anymore. Mm -hmm. um, this love language is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Okay. okay. And I remember a case where we had the guy who did the dishes every night, washed the kitchen floor, and didn't have any, any idea why his wife was upset with mm -hmm. him. Um, People with this language like to be shown how they are appreciated, shown how they are appreciated, doing the smaller and bigger chores to make their lives easier or more comfortable is highly cherished by these folks. I feel like somebody with more of an avoidant attachment style 
would be would enjoy the acts of service. Absolutely, because it's something he or she could go do, and it wouldn't involve getting too emotionally close. Well, I meant that the the avoidant person likes their partner to do the acts of Absolutely. service. Absolutely, because then they, you know, it's like they kind of a little bit more logical and, yep. and stuff like, well, that helped my day when you did that and thing for so me. And not so emotional. Yeah. That's right. That yeah. helped my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Love language number four, gifts. Mm -hmm. Gifts are a pretty straightforward love language. You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. As Dr. Chapman calls it, he's the guy who wrote all this, mm -hmm. um, it's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. Mm -hmm. People with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship, and the emotional benefits from receiving the gift. Mm -hmm. Okay? Number five, and this is the last one. Physical touch. People with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, mm -hmm. including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connection for people with this love language. The roots of it go back to our childhood. Some people only felt deep affection and love by their parents, when they were held, kissed, or touched. And in a nonverbal family, think how important that would be. True. Yeah. Okay. True. So, now that we know all this, what do we think about that case? Where was the disconnection? The guy is going to start the business for them for the future. So what do we think his love language is? Uh, what he felt love? Yeah. Well, that would be a tough one. Well, no, no, let's start with how he shows love. Okay, well, I think acts of service is how he would Absolutely. show love. And f she wants quality time. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm wondering what his frustration would be. Uh, maybe words of affirmation that she's saying, thank you for doing this for us. Yeah, that would, that would certainly help him, I would think. Mm -hmm. And maybe physical touch. Sure. Here's a hug for your efforts. Okay, mm -hmm. um, but they were obviously missing each other, and she thinks he's pulling away when, in fact, he thinks he's just doing more for her. Yep. Okay, so they would have to find some way to reconcile all of this, like they might have to agree on how much time per week she needed to feel loved. Yep. Okay, and she would have to find a way to let him know that she appreciated all of his efforts. I think one of the big things that people struggle with is realizing that their partner's needs are just as important as their own. And I see a lot of people that are like caught up in that you didn't do this for me, you yep. didn't do that for me, yep. instead of recognizing and feeling like their opinion of the relationship is just as important as the other person's opinion of the relationship. Yep. That both people have to do it for each other. That's exactly right. One person can't do it. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like sometimes one person thinks that their opinion about the way it sh should be or is supposed to be... Is the right way. Is the right way. Yes. And that you have to do it like this. Well, if you have that attitude, 
you're not going to meet your partner's needs That's and eventually right. they're going to get frustrated and yep. leave. Yep. And, you know, it's always helpful to ask for what you need. And it doesn't sound like the woman in this case, this theoretical case that we just read, was able to say, okay, this worked for me in the beginning and I really want to support you, but it's too much and I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can we adjust it this way or that? Maybe he didn't hear it. Hard to know. He may not have heard it and... He may have been thinking that here he is killing himself and he's not getting enough support from her. And if you look at it really objectively, both people are right. Yes, exactly right. And that's when you have to compromise. When you're both wrong or you're both right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were both right, but ultimately uh, the different perspectives were hurting the connection. Yeah. Of I think that I'm right, you think that you're right. I am right, you are right. We're, we're both we're right, both but right. at the end of the day, the connection isn't being made. And the thing is, it's a, you make a good point, Craig, because I think we probably all think our opinion is correct. Mm -hmm. um, I almost always think my opinion <laughs> is correct. It usually is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you could come at love from two totally different families of origin, very different role models, mm -hmm. and actually, if you stop to think about it, maybe not the same definitions of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Men should do this and women should do that, and we don't always articulate that yeah. to our partner. Mm -hmm. you know? And if you're too stubborn and entrenched in your own position, yeah. you're going to miss out on being a better partner and ultimately exactly. having a better connection. Exactly. But now she's really mad. He's been gone too long. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, the... The literature says that by far the most common love language is quality time. The second one for men is acts of service. Mm -hmm. The second one for women, unanimously just about, is words of affirmation. Interesting. Yeah. And that guys, and somebody did a survey um, on dating sites, and what they found that um, women who liked acts of service from the man were the most popular with the men. Because that's easiest for them to sure, do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the uh, the thing that's easiest for them to do naturally. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so many women really expect men to sit down and have these sort of, you know, gut wrenching close discussions. And oftentimes men have not been told they should be verbal. And they've learned to do things, not mm -hmm. learned how to say things. And a lot you know? of times, guys, I think, feel like when they say something, it's just wrong. And they're, and the woman's going to get angry at them anyway. So why say anything? Because your ch chances you get, are it's going to get, get in trouble anyway. Exactly. Why well, get myself in trouble here? If I work in the garage, nothing bad will happen. <laughs> right? True. As long as I'm making something for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It, some, you know, many things have to do with how we're socialized. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, but it's the rare man who's going to be into that. He probably also writes poetry on the side. Mm -hmm. yeah. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> one day. Yeah, one day. But it's been 900 years yes, and nothing. Yeah, so. yeah, not a poet around. Right? Is that it for that one, Margaret? That's it for this one. Okay. And good luck with your love languages. And it's very worthwhile thinking about them. Absolutely. You know, yours, your family's love languages, um, your partner's love languages. Um, etc. It's helpful stuff and it's easy to learn. Yep. All right. Good research. Give Margaret a thumbs up for okay. her research on this one. Well, thank you. Of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. 
And of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please sign up. And of course, she's going to be helpful. I'm going to try real hard. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.